the topic of love. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's not enough that could be said about it. I wanna, I wanna read this because Jesus is making a specific point here. And so I'm going to Luke 10, verse 25. And the lawyer stood up and put him to the test saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said, what is written in the law? How does it read to you? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But wishing to justify himself, he said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? It's very important as we see how this starts. Jesus doesn't try to define neighbor. He shows what it looks like. A parable, see a para, para means to be something that's alongside, plus in, in Greek is thrown. So a parable is a story thrown alongside something. So listen what Jesus says. The good Samaritan, uh, this is the story. Jesus replied, look how he's replied. Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem. So Jesus not say, well, your neighbor, see those uh, Jews that, that, no, he doesn't do that. He throws a story alongside it to show what a neighbor looks like. Going down to Jerusalem. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. If you are going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, you are going down from the temple. So, uh, uh, and fell among robbers. And they stripped him and beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. And by chance, a priest was going down on that road. He was coming from temple as he was going down. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Oh, can't touch anything unclean. Oh, got to stay religious. Oh, oh. You know, and likewise, a Levite, another priest. Also, when he came to the place and saw him pass by on the other side, same thing. Oh, can't, can't clean up my, uh, my Sunday best. But a Samaritan who was despised in this day was on a journey, came upon him. And when he saw him, he felt compassion and came to him and bandaged up his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them. But listen. But a Samaritan who was on a journey. What distinction is Jesus making? He doesn't say a Samaritan that was coming down, a Samaritan that was on a journey, meaning this Samaritan did not worship in the temple. So in other words, the people going to church, the religious people, oh, pass by on the other side. A Samaritan who was on a journey. You don't journey to the temple. He was on this journey. So he's not a worshiper with them. But a Samaritan who was on a journey came upon him. And when he saw him, he felt compassion and came to him and bandaged uh, up his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them. And he put him on his own beast 
and brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the next day, he took out 10 denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, take care of him and whatever more you spend, when I return, I will repay you. Which of these do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the, hand, the, the hands of robbers? And he said, the one who showed mercy towards him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do the same. So a man, this man, who fell amongst robbers that wasn't worshiping at the temple with this guy. Now, the man who was robbed, he was coming down. So he was coming down from the temple. The, the Levite and the priest, the Levite is a priest. So essentially it's two priests were coming down from the temple. So three were at the temple. This man was on a journey and was a Samaritan had nothing in common with these other three. In fact, if anyone was to to not um, to cross over, it was a Samaritan. I'm on a journey. I have nothing to do with these people. And besides, this is a Jew. We don't like each other. Samaritan Jews would not even go through Samaria. They would go all the way around. When Jesus encountered the woman at the well, that was very unusual. He went through Samaria. There was a lot of contention between uh, uh, Samaritans and Jews. Samaritans were half Jewish and half Gentile. And the Samaritans came around after what's called the exilic period, right? Um, I should say post-exilic period, when the uh, um, when Nebuchadnezzar took the Jews from uh, Judea, there was a lot of neighboring people that actually moved in that area. And so, so the Jews were in exile for a while. When they came back, they intermarried with these people. And these people became Samaritans. These were Samaritans. So they were kind of, um, the Jews would refer to them almost as inferior to them. In fact, the Jews destroyed their temple during the uh, intertestamental period. And that's what that Samaritan woman was talking about at the well, when she actually is talking about the, uh, the temple. And Jesus says to her, that real worshipers won't be worshiping God in just one place, but we'll be worshiping God anywhere in spirit and in truth. This is the context for that. So there's a lot of, um, uh, of strife between the Samaritans and the Jews. And so even to have a story, the good Samaritan, that, that was kind of nuts to the Jews. What they would have been expecting is the Levite or the priest. I mean, they were both technically both priests, but one of those to be the hero of the story. What is God? What is Jesus doing? He's turning this thing around and he's talking, he's giving a real definition of love. He's showing what a neighbor looks like and a neighbor 
is anyone, and no way would Jews have thought of as would have thought of Samaritans as being their neighbors, right? So he is turning that around and he's also showing what love looks like. Love is wanting the greater good for someone. And look what the guy does when he takes him to the inn. He say, if there's anything more that this guy needs, let me know when I come back from my jet, I'll take care of it. I want this guy to be okay. Whatever, whatever it costs. You know, it reminds me of, so, and I know Sandy has watched it. In Les Miserables, there's a guy, a young guy who is dating Jean Valjean's uh, um, daughter in that movie. And there's a revolution. This is set, it's historical fiction, but it's set in the backdrop of a real event, the French Revolution. And the guy, the guy gets wounded. And Jean Valjean brings him back home. And he says to his maid, he says to his maid, go and find a doctor. He said, promise him, and here's some money, promise him anything. If he wants more, give him more. He was all, all into the safekeeping of this young man. And mind you, he's in the process of about to uh, be arrested. But I don't know if you remember this part, Sandy, but he's about to be arrested at the end of this. He said, make sure he's taken care of. In other words, there was no concern for himself. Was nothing like, well, you know, we, we don't want to spend too much here. Just like this guy with his innkeeper. Nothing. No, because what was the most important thing? This person being well. This person being well many people would have disliked jesus well many people dislike people when they speak the truth but many people would have disliked jesus for this story but that is the way to deal with a neighbor it isn't well he is yeah he's a jew or he's a samaritan it doesn't matter his what Jesus is really saying. somebody in Australia is your neighbor if you can get to them. Somebody who has uh, a group of people who have done you wrong, they are your neighbors if you can get to them, if they need help. Anybody and everybody is your neighbor. There is no such thing as an enemy. We have to see each other in new ways. It doesn't matter what this group of people have done or that group of people, have, it does not matter. The only person who is not your neighbor is Satan. That's the only person, but everybody else is your neighbor. When Paul was Saul, he wasn't really a neighbor to the Christians because he was killing them. But you know what? When God said to Ananias, 
You know what? Go and pray over this man. You know, there's something so powerful that Ananias actually says. So it's so, so, you know what he says? Paul even speaks to this man. He says, brother Saul, receive your sight. Receive your sight. In that movie I'm talking about with Sandy, Les Miserables, this guy in the beginning, he beats up this bishop. This bishop shows mercy on him. And if you haven't seen that, you got to see that. It's the greatest story ever told outside of the Bible, really. And this guy beats up this bishop. And the bishop gives him all of his silver, shows mercy on him when he comes back from the from, uh, with the police. In fact, he could have had the man arrested and he would have gone to prison for life. And John Valjean says to the bishop, why are you doing this for me? No, why are you doing this? And he says, Jean Valjean, my brother, my brother. This man gives all of that silver. In fact, not even just what he has stolen. He sends his mates. Go, oh, go and get the, uh, his mate. Go and get the candlesticks. He gives him even more silver. It's like this guy is rewarding this guy for stealing from him and beating him up. But you know what the guy says? He, when he asks him, why, why are you doing this? He says, Jean Valjean, my brother, you no longer belong to evil. He said, with this silver, you know, I've ransomed your soul. You know, and now I give you back to God. See, that's what was expensive to this bishop. It wasn't the silver. In fact, the silver was, the bishop was saying to his mate, so we'll eat with wooden spoons. Yeah, I'm telling you something. That is what you call Christianity. Big time. The guy still has a black eye. He has a black eye and he's causing, calling this guy, this guy, my brother. And it was that kind of mercy that turned this guy around. Really. This guy was reprobate to the max. In fact, when he stands up in court, he tells the judge how evil he used to. You gotta see that, really. It's the greatest story ever taught outside of the Bible. And it just goes to show how this loving act of kindness can turn the soul around. Really, the bishop would have been proud of this guy. I'm telling you what he did. And this is what we are to do. You know what? Evil begets evil. Evil begets evil. You do evil to so evil. All it does is spread. You know what you do when you love? You break the continuity of evil. You break it up. Really. You're totally, totally break it up. This guy was so surprised. What, what, why are you doing this for me? What, why are you doing this? Wait, I've stolen from you. And it's like you are rewarding me. But the, the changes that this man put in place, this is what happens. Love transforms the world. It's not money. It's not hatred. No. Wanna, you know something? You want to make the world a great place. Forget about who to vote for. No. Use your love, your loving kindness. Let that be demonstrated to people. 
Really, that's what will change the world. Because let me tell you, how the world gets changed doesn't get changed by votes. That's just an external, that's external foolishness. It gets changed by changing the hearts of people. That's what was changed with Jean Valjean. And you know something? He, he spread so much love around. I mean, there was a guy chasing him who was convinced this guy is a criminal. He's an evil criminal. The more the guy was chasing him, the more he was, you know what? No, he's not. The guy killed himself at the end because this concept he had about this man being a principal, he turned it around in every corner. In fact, he was chasing a saint. He was chasing us, everybody. For probably watch the, uh, um, um, the Fugitive with Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford. You know, Tommy Lee Jones, gonna, wait, there's a guy, wait, this guy is hanging out in the hospital, right? I mean, healing people. Well, criminal, I mean, come on. Clearly, you find a lot about why is he getting out of town? Why is he getting a false passport, getting out of the country? He comes back to Chicago and he's saving people's lives in the hospital. That's when people have to start scratching their head out. Maybe this guy is not this big criminal. We, I mean, come on, you have to look. And that's what will happen. See, that's the influence. You could even see Tommy Lee Jones, who was, who was a brilliant actor, by the way. And he finally got the respect he deserved in that movie. But, you know, this hard nose take. In fact, actually, Harrison Ford even said to him, I didn't kill my wife. He said, I don't care. He just wanted to, but after chasing this, you could see Tommy Lee Jones was softening the compassion. Come on. You know, I mean, one guy was calling him Mother Teresa. Come on, this guy, this Richard Kimball, this Dr. Kim, come on. Come on, let's listen. This guy could be innocent. He probably is, because what did they see? They didn't see. This was not the behavior of an evil criminal that will kill his wife. Same thing with Jean Valjean. People observe our behavior. We influence people with what we do. I am telling you, if somebody sees your behavior, oh, uh, yeah, well, that's wicked, that's uh, inconsistent with Christianity, don't ever ask them to go to church. If they see it consistent with Christianity, they'll probably end up asking you to go to church. Really, we influence people. We influence people, really. Tommy Lee Jones started, he's chasing this guy. He said, I don't care if you're innocent or not. He went from chasing to an investigation, digging into this guy and end up, ended up finding out he was innocent. You can influence people like that. The guy at the end of Les Miserables, he didn't take him in. It's almost like if I take this guy in, back to prison, I'd be making a criminal of him. He's not a criminal now. All he's doing is for other people. The guy even asks him, when he, had, when he says about the young guy, he says to him, uh, I need to get this man help. And the, the guy, the inspector's looking at him. Is that all you care about? He said, you caught me, that's what you care about. He sees concern and love for people and every, at every juncture. You can't take a man like that in. Come on, clearly he's changed. And same 
thing when people see the concern and love that we have you know what people's hearts are open you can change your family you can change the world or the people in your world by your behavior i'm telling you really and god's power is made fully manifest when we are loving and at the same time i'm going to say this watch how god is going to fix your broken world i know i know many of us here have got broken world many of us need change in fact actually there are many of us are situations that our own physical power our financial power wherever it couldn't do anything we need God, and this is the way to do it. Uh, a Christian who is loving is an asset to God and is behaving consistently with God's character. God is love. And you watch how love purges a lot of these things inside you. We know the Bible says perfect love casts out fear. Really? So let's start loving unconditionally unconditionally please let's start it if there's any unforgiveness in your heart i want to as i finish right now i just want us all to pray this prayer before i hand it over to sandy and this is a prayer of unforgiveness any any unforgiveness that's in our heart towards anyone let's you know what let's release it now let's unblock our hearts of all of these impurities let's purge our hearts so that god's love and god's power can be made fully manifest let's pray father lord god i just pray that you will give us the grace to forgive ourselves lord god and to forgive others father who have wronged us lord god we pray father that you would heal the hurt inside of us, Lord God. We know, Father, Lord God, you have got the soothing, healing balm, Lord God, to take all of the pain away. And I pray, Father, Lord God, if there's any fear or trepidation, that you would give us the grace to love again, Father, Lord God, freely, Lord God, unconditionally, uh, with not the attitude of, oh, well, what if they do this? What if they do that? lord god but to love lord god um we trust you father lord god that any wounds we incur lord god you would heal us lord god you would make us even better for it lord god we just thank you lord in jesus name amen